I'm Susan Caruso, founding director of Sunflower Creative Arts, a nonprofit organization based in Delray Beach, Florida, and you're listening to the Sunflower Bridge podcast, where we talk about being with children. And I'm Lindsay Mills, co-creator and director of Sunflower Bridge. Take a breath and smile with us. Thanks for listening in. For episode two of the podcast, we wanted to tell you a little bit about Sunflower Creative Arts and what we do in the world, in case you don't already know. (laughs) (laughs) So we're our mission for the past more than 30 years. We're celebrating our 30th anniversary this year, and our mission really has stayed the same. Our mission is to empower children to be confident and creative and compassionate through play, nature, and the arts. And of course, it's not just children, it's families and the communities that they live in as well. Mm -hmm. So that's been our mission, and uh, we throw everything up against that mission at Sunflower in all of our programs, all of the people that um, that work, our staff um, really embraces that mission. And our vision is a world that values play, nature, and the arts for all, for everyone, you know, all Mm -hmm. ages. if we if that was happening in the world, we would be done with our work. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, well, the one other piece of our our core beliefs at Sunflower encompassed in the pillars. We have three pillars that, in tandem with the mission and this vision that we have, helps us to know that the actions that we take and the ways that we shape our programs are aligned with our values. So the pillars that we hold dear are respect for the individual, learning through experience, and learning within community. So the programs that we have at Sunflower are many. (laughs) We have a beautiful old Florida family home that we converted into a licensed parent co-op preschool called Seedlings. So we have the Seedlings Preschool, as well as a number of parent and child programs. Through our Build and Play program, we reach out to a broader community in South Florida. And bring a little bit of sunflower to everybody that can't come to our our location. Yes. And most recently, we created Sunflower Bridge to reach out and support parents and caregivers during the time... Uh, we've been living these past few years where there have been so many new challenges, um, not the least of which was our isolation from one another through the pandemic. Okay, so today we're, we're going to, you know, in addition to telling you a little bit more about us, um, I just wanted to share a story to start us off. Um, something that I've started doing that I've never done before. I always kind of wanted to, but I never did it. Mm-hmm. Um A dear friend gave me these beautiful scented candles with really just um, subtle, delicious scents, fragrances. And so I decided when I got up early in the morning and and it's still dark, I light one or two of those candles because they can be, they can be, um, the fragrances really combine to make something new. Mm. So it's really interesting. And so I've been lighting them every morning and... I was really struck by how much light one little candle gave off in my room and how, how it colored the room and the way I felt so much. And I knew because, you know, we know, 
humans are drawn to real fire because of that color and the way it, the way it makes you feel. But um, it just really uh, made me think about again how each of us our our little lights can just shine so broad and send send that warmth out and how mm-hmm. important that is. And it got me thinking about the the guiding lights that led me. Mm-hmm. Um, in my journey to create Sunflower Creative Arts. And it's, you know, those elders and sometimes not elders, but the people around you mm-hmm. that you're drawn to, to um, they become your mentors, your guides. So I like to think them, of them as our guiding lights. Yeah, I think we all can trace our memories back to those guiding lights who appeared in moments when we didn't know where to go next. And those people can be really critical in shaping what your journey becomes. Yeah, for sure. And the the interesting thing is that, you know, back when I was your age, <laughs> there wasn't so much interference. There weren't so many things, so many podcasts, so many, you know, uh, internet um you know, offerings. And, um, so it was, I think it was a little bit easier to see and find those mentors, those guiding lights. Um, there's, there needs to be more of a filter. Um, Mm. but, uh, it's, it's, how can you tell? That's the big question is when you're looking for guidance, how do you know who the person to help you is? Right. (laughs) And you know, it's just like falling in love. It's it's and it surprises you sometimes. Some of the, yes. some of my and it's few mentors. It's not like you're going to get twenty or a dozen or you know. It's been few strong mentors that I've had. Those those mm-hmm. people that have really changed the course of my thinking and and you know the way I follow my path. Yeah. Um, and it's been I just it's like falling in love. It's not it's not a it's not a head thing. It's a heart thing, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and. And it even feel it's it's your heart even quickens. You know, you I, the mm. people that I've I've really connected with. It's been because even as much as just seeing somebody and like, wow, I need to be with that person. I don't know why, but yes. I am driven like yeah, yeah, mm. like a moth to light, yes, moth to fire. <laughs> um, you can't help it. You, yeah. you're just drawn there. You just know, you know, in your heart that this person has something to, mm. to share with you yes. and that you're going to grow somehow. It's a rare, special feeling for sure. Yeah. And the, the one person, you know, probably one of the first people, I guess I'm going to say the first person that I was really drawn to in this way mm-hmm. was Bev Boss. Mm. And Bev Boss, I always call her my soul sister because she kind of told me that 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 was accurate. Mm -hmm. And she was, sadly, she died a few years ago around this time of the year. Um, And her name is Bev, B-E-V, Boss, B-O-S. She was a huge voice for children um, and sort of led the way that now... Pinterest has been taken over with all of these creative ideas and the idea of loose parts. Um, she was really a product of her generation and the whole play workers and, and creative play, um, moving away from structured things and worksheets and things like that into, mm-hmm. into just whatever, uh, whatever creative things you could put in front of children. 
And um, one of the things she used to say is, we've got to stop torturing children. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Really spoke to that child-directed play. Mm -hmm. And I met her. It was very serendipitous because my best friend had given me a book called Don't Move the Muffin Tins, which was Bev's first book. And she self-published way back in the day. She published her own books. And... um, and I saw that, and the next day, the director of one of the schools where I was teaching was like, "Oh, this person is giving a giving a, a you know a workshop down in Miami. Anybody want to go?" And I was like, I-, "I do." So it's like it was almost as if uh, you know I was really being led. Wow! I went to the workshop. It was amazing. She was amazing. It was like, yes, this is it. This mm-hmm. is the philosophy that I want to embrace. This is what I've been looking for. I haven't found it anywhere else. I went up to her in the workshop, you know, at the end of it. And I I looked at her with tears in my eyes and I put my arms out. She just grabbed me up, <laughs> embraced me. We hugged and I just sort of whispered in her ear. I said, I feel like I've found my soul sister. And she said, you have, you have. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the beginning of of you know just so much for me and i based our ceilings preschool on her school in uh, roseville california a parent cooperative um so that the parents are really involved and um just i would you know I, I would say, what what would Bev do in a situation like this? What 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 do I do? You know, when, in, during the hard times, and um, and just you know, she was she was amazing, and I still you know I kind of talk to her every once in a while. Oh, you have to, <laughs> you know, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure, it's yeah. important. It it seems so intimidating to me to imagine tackling the problems I face, the challenges I face, just. Figure it out by yourself, honey. You know, that doesn't seem like the way that we we naturally um, came to to be the humans we are today. We did it in community. We, right. we leaned on each other's experiences mm-hmm. to inform where we're headed and how to avoid the mistakes of the past. If somebody's made the mistake that, that you're about to make... <laughs> then they have the potential to help you avoid it entirely. <laughs> yeah. And I think now we have even more of an opportunity to go deep with a mentor that really speaks to you mm-hmm. because we've got this access to all of their writings, all of their YouTube yeah. things. Like, I mean, now you can go on, you can see Bev Boss in lots of different situations. And I only, I had to wait until she was in town and wow. went to, went to workshops. And there you have it, folks. Yeah. You can go to YouTube and learn <laughs> about Bev Boss's magic for yourself <laughs> right now. Yeah. And a lot of people say, yeah, you guys really are a lot alike because <laughs> she is my, my guiding light, my mentor. Indeed. Um, so important. It's important to recognize that too, mm-hmm. um, to give those acknowledgments, I think. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Your gratitude is really what helps more of what you want come to you when you, when you're acknowledging the gifts that you have. Yeah, I want to talk about another another one of my mentors, um, and it's Nancy Carlson Page, and um, she wrote a book called Taking Back Childhood, 
Was that your first? I'm not sure. I think that I knew of her because she was one of those real strong voices for children. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's one of the founders of Defending the Early Years and a few other organizations, activist organizations. And I got invited to uh, meet with her and a bunch of educators. She was doing research. Maybe it was for that book. I I don't know what the timetable is now. Mm -hmm. But um, it was a good 15 or more years ago. And um, we were at a university, and she was asking the question of how how the No Child Left Behind um, policies had impact um, not just children, but relationships. You know, mm-hmm. relationships between, between principals and teachers, oh, wow. and teachers and parents and families. Mm-hmm. So it was really interesting. So I was there, kind of representing the early childhood uh, voice, and um, you know, she showed some videos of her grandchildren with, you know, really playing with loose parts. And um, I think that her, you know, in, in another, in, in a Latin American country, they were, they were, they were there for some reason. And um, so she showed, she showed that and the benefits. And it was very obvious, just like if somebody comes to Sunflower, or any program like ours and sees the children in action with real, true child directed play, and, and things that they can, uh, you know, approach in whatever way they want. Um, so it was real obvious to everybody that was there in this little works, this little gathering. Um, and there were kindergarten teachers. And I was really listening. I was kind of shy. I didn't want to say very much. But um, these kindergarten teachers kind of hot out of, out of you know, good education schools sure. in the country, in Florida, they said, where can we see something like this? Like, you know, we've, we, were, we were taught this a little tiny bit, and it really resonated with us because, you know, the whole idea of all the testing and everything for young children and these academics getting pushed lower and lower was not really why we wanted to go into the profession. But we have not – where do you get to see something like this? So I started crying, and um, you, you can tell I, I tended up crying a lot. But um, maybe it's part of the falling in love. Right? Yes, yes. Where is so, this coming from? Right, because it's, it's true. Right, it's it it's it hits you so deeply. Mm-hmm. So it was right in that moment that I thought, oh my God, we need to be a, a model. And we were renting space from a church. Um, it was back off the road. We weren't. We couldn't be a licensed preschool because of the facility, not because of our program. Mm -hmm. And so it just, it, I think I didn't sleep that night and, um, really we have to be a model. This is where we need to go. And, um, and I talked to Nancy, I, I got my courage up and I talked to her and I said, let me be a soldier in your army. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I said, I don't know how I can help you, but we have, we have we have this program and um, we are growing and please let me be part of, part of your force. Um, And uh, so she inspired you forward into the next thing. Right. I I don't think that I can, I can say without her um, coming into my life in that way. And I didn't have the personal relationship with her that I do with Bev, but I feel very close to her. Um, and, uh, you know, without, without that meeting, I wouldn't have been pushed to see how, oh, wait, this is what we need to do. We need to be a model because these young teachers that are coming out of education school have no place to look, especially in Florida where we are. Yeah. 
And um, so that really led for led us to once we did have our space, you know, almost eight years ago. Now moving into Delray Beach from a small place in a in a lovely church mm-hmm. um, to have our own home, yeah. and being able to invite university students to come to to visit. Oh, full and, circle. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So Nancy Carlson Page. Yeah, another, another. one of my guiding lights. Well. We are so grateful that you have decided to join us for another episode of the Sunflower Bridge podcast. And we continue to be curious what your take is on all of this. What what guiding lights do you have in your life? Who are the mentors and the the cheerleaders that that you have thought of as we talk about guiding lights? Next time, we'll continue our conversation about mentors. If you'd like to connect more with us, you can send us an email at lindsay at sunflowercreativearts.org or on Instagram at sunflowercreativearts. The Sunflower Bridge podcast is very kindly sponsored by Schweitzer Musical Productions. We send them lots of love and appreciation. (laughs) 